How far I'm UK and this is the ITK podcast. While dealing with a plate of Gary and Egusi soup over the last week, I wondered who invented Gary. When I started my research, I figured why not expand this also to Pidgin English. What's the thought process behind that too? The lazy answer to why Pidgin English would be it's a bastardized form of English used to unite a country containing hundreds of mutually intelligible languages. It's basically the great linguistic unifier among Nigerians, regardless of ethnic background. Nigerian Pidgin English is also called Niger in the linguistic community. This is because we aren't the only country with its own form of pidgin. We have American Indian Pidgin English, Hawaiian Pidgin English, West African Pidgin English that covers those from Liberia, Cameroon, and other West African nations, and a lot more forms of Pidgin English. While researching this, I thought Jamaican Patois would be classified as a form of Pidgin English. Turns out it's a Creole language. The difference between a pidgin form of language and a creole form is that a creole is a pidgin that has been standardized into its own fully fledged language and is spoken by its users as their first language if tomorrow nigerian pidgin were to be suddenly standardized and made an official language in nigeria then it would have evolved into nigerian creole Creole and Pidgin languages are not restricted to just the English language. There are versions for Chinese, Spanish, and so on. The origin for Nigerian Pidgin English can be traced not to English language, surprisingly, but actually to Portuguese. The Portuguese were the first Europeans to make contact with ethnic Nigerian groups when they arrived in the Niger Delta in the late 15th century. It was tough to pin down a specific date as Various sources listed 1444, 1469, 1485, and 1492. With trade being the priority, Pidgin came about to overcome the language is based on the Portuguese word saber, which means to know, and palavras, surprisingly, is also based on Portuguese, the Portuguese word palavras, which means words. And I guess that's really self-explanatory because when there's trouble, a lot of words are being spoken, hence palavras, palavra. The Edo words that popped up around this period to include dede, which is a word I've never really used in pidgin, and also the word na, like you would use in the context, na you chop am. After discovering Sao Tome and Principe, the Portuguese moved their West African base of trading there. Their reduced presence gave rise to the arrival of French and Dutch traders in the late 16th century. French also left its mark in pidgin language with the addition of words like beaucoup. Example, I get beaucoup things for there from the French word beaucoup. Alele is another French word that got added. It's based on the French verb aller, which means to go. 
So when you're telling somebody, I beg more they go alele, you understand where that came from. The Portuguese era of influence on pidgin is estimated to have lasted from the late 1400s to right about 1700. During this period, Nigerian pidgin English acquired a stock of approximately a thousand words. Nigerian pidgin's history is actually divided into three major eras. The first era is the one we had just discussed, the Portuguese-influenced era. The English first arrived in the Niger Delta in the mid-1600s, and with them, the English language. By 1700, English had started gaining a foothold in the Niger Delta region. Pigeonization of the English language started to occur, and in this process started the next era of development, the English-influenced era. It was during this period, English-based words like dem, dirty, komot, and waka entered the lexicon. The word una also entered into use during this period. It's based on the Igbo word unu. Words of Edo origin like pangolo and de, like una de de, started to also be used in this period. This English-influenced era went from the early 1700s to the early 1900s. During this period, Pigeon's stock of words grew from a thousand from the previous era to about 2000 at the end of this era. The third era is the current era we are in, which is the modern Pigeon era. It's during this era that Pigeon first arrived in Lagos during the early 1900s. From there, Pigeon spread across the country through major trade centers. We started seeing more words based on the three major ethnic languages entering the lexicon. Words of Yoruba origin like Ajabota, Shakara, and Kampe entered into use. Hausa loaned words like Wuruwuru and Barawo. Words like Yanga and Obonge made their way into from the Igbo language. And that was a quick history on Nigerian Pidgin English. After the break, we'll take a look at a quick history of which of the following Nigerian leaders wasn't born in northern Nigeria? A. Unamdi Azikiwe B. Amadou Bello C. John Sanagu Hironsi and D. Chukwe Meka Ojuku Stick around to the end of the podcast to find out the answer. Not gonna lie, when it comes to the topic of Pounded Yam versus Gary, I'm a Gary guy through and through. Gari is actually a very recent addition to Nigerian cuisine. This is because the cassava plant is not native to Africa. The plant is native to South America and was introduced by the Portuguese to the continent in the mid to late 1500s. There's no specific date for when it was first planted, though the first recorded reference to cassava on the continent is from the year 1558 in the Gabon to Angola areas. The Portuguese introduced it as a famine-proof alternative since there weren't any pests at the time that preyed on it in the Congo region. The first recorded reference to cassava in Nigeria dates back to 1668 when it's being mentioned as grown in Forcado's Delta State. It's from the Niger Delta that the cultivation of cassava spread to other regions of the country in the 18th century. Obviously, we're not here to learn about just cassava, but gari as well. While both sweet and bitter varieties of cassava were being planted in Africa, 
The bitter variety was more popular due to its higher yield and longer shelf life in storage. This is why Gary got spread rather quickly as hydrocyanic acid that's present in the bitter cassava is eliminated in Gary processing. The first recorded mention of Gary on the continent is from Mayumba which is in present-day Gabon, dating back to around 1611. Gary like cassava didn't really take hold in Nigeria until the 19th century. And if you're wondering what people ate with their soup in lieu of Gary, the answer to that is pounded yam. Yam is native to Africa and was a staple part of the diet for majority of people in the region. So, the next time you're outside and wondering what opener you could use to approach someone you're interested in, simply walk up to them confidently and let them know cassava was a Portuguese import to Africa. You can thank me later for that tip. On that note, that's it for this week on the podcast. The answer to the quiz question was C, Johnson Agui Uronsi. I'm UK and this has been the ITK Podcast. <music> <music>